So I'm a networking junkie. I love networking, but I know that that kind of makes me a little bit strange to most people. And for the rest of you who don't love networking, I've got just the conversation for you. Today, we're going to talk about networking animals. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And as promised, today we're going to talk about networking. My guest, Rochelle Groh, is the co-founder of Cut Class and the host of the Allergic to Small Talk podcast. She spends a good bit of her time now working with business owners, helping them build their networking style. Rochelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lorraine. I'm so excited to be here. I am delighted that you could join me, and I'm really intrigued. I was reading on your website about the four networking animals, and I would love to share that concept with my audience. So if you're good, tell me about the first animal. Sure. I really love to talk about networking animals. There are four different types of networking animals that exist in the world. There's a shark, a penguin, a bee, and a lone wolf. And to break them down just a little bit further, a shark is that person that sometimes we find at a networking event that could be a little bit aggressive. They might be dominating the conversation. They might be that pushy salesperson that sometimes we do get a little bit put off by, but they are a part of the networking ecosystem. So would you say that the shark is the person that starts handing out business cards like he's the dealer at Las Vegas? Yes, they are taking a bite out of every conversation and they don't let the other people express themselves in a conversation. Okay, so I don't want to be a shark. Tell me about the penguin. I like penguins. Yes, so penguin networkers are really great. Similar to how penguins typically will choose a mate for their entire lives. A penguin networker is the type of person that you'll see in a room that gravitates to the same person every single time they see them at an event. So for example, early on in my career, I had a really great mentor. And every time we went to a networking event, I would always cling on to her because I would kind of ride her draft in terms of conversation Mm -hmm. because I just wasn't a strong enough networker. I wasn't confident enough. And there is nothing wrong with penguin networkers. And oftentimes, that's where people usually start out. They cling to somebody Mm -hmm. that they know because it's a familiar space. And then they ride the wave of the conversation of the other person. It's a really great way to start out networking as long as you know that you can graduate from there to move on to a different type of networker. Absolutely. I love to do buddy networking, but then you get a chance to maybe split up. And you go your separate ways and then you waddle back to each other. 100%. Awesome. Okay, so the next type of networker. The next type of networker is a B. And so these are the type of people that you look at and sometimes you're like, how the heck do they just seem to know everybody in this room? How can they fly from conversation to conversation? It seems like they're similar to a bee. They're pollinating every single flower that they visit or conversation. And what's more so is that when they go back to their hive, they're also contributing to the colony back home. Meaning these bee type networkers, 
they don't let the conversation stop in the room or stop on a Zoom conversation. They actually go back and they go, okay, what did I learn from that that networking experience and how can I contribute to those people in that room and how can I also help the network that I'm all that I already have so they're really the connectors they're the people yes they know everybody but they introduce Mary to Bob and Joe to Peter and they're they're really the hub not only are they kind of out running around but they're pulling everybody in and cross-pollinating you got it <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So the the lone wolf, that sounds like a little bit strange if you're going into a networking <laughs> event, but tell me about the lone wolf. Sure. I love lone wolves. And sometimes they're, they're kind of like on the opposite end of the spectrum to the shark. They're the person that will typically hang around by the hors d'oeuvres, hang around by the tea bar. They won't necessarily be in a big crowd because it, that is just not their style of networking. They often really like to have those intimate one-on-one type conversations. And sometimes people get put off by lone wolves because they do prefer that one-on-one type conversation. Mm-hmm. So lone wolves, again, they're not bad. They're not like phenomenal. They are just part of the ecosystem and they prefer a different way to, for people to interact with them. So on the one hand, you know, as I'm thinking about these types to know who you are. Yes. And I understand you've got a quiz on your website and we're going to link to that so people can find it. But also, how do I, once I know maybe who I am, how do I work with each of these different types? What are good strategies for the shark who's dominating the conversation or the lone wolf who's not? What can I do to make that a productive conversation? What's really great about understanding what type of networking animal you are is number one is just to understand that there's not a one size fits all. There is Mm -hmm. a natural networking ecosystem and you can point out a shark right away and just understand that the way that they're communicating is just their style and it's not right or wrong. And just knowing that they might dominate the conversation, but when you can get in to converse with them, go ahead and play that tennis back and forth with them. But, you know, if you right away pinpoint a shark, you can also just go, you know what? I'm really not up for that type of game today. And I rather prefer that I'm going to socialize with a bee today. And you can quickly point out everybody in a room really quickly once you know how to identify each networker. Awesome. So other tips for going to networking events, because we are going to get back out there in person at some point, you know, and and it's different on Zoom. Those environments are more tightly controlled. They're more structured. You know, there's often a moderator telling you when you can talk and not talk, but we're all going to go back out into the real world. Right. Tips for that. So what's really great about um, the quiz is when you take the quiz based on your different type of networking style, you'll get some tips on where to focus on specifically for your style. So for example, if somebody comes up as a shark, there is a, there are tips and tools in there that say, hey, you like to dominate the conversation. Here are some ways to navigate from your natural tendencies. If you're a B, you're probably a really great networker, but you might fail and might be challenged with keeping up with your network because it's so big. If you're a lone wolf, here are some areas that you should work on and might be a challenge for you, but this, these are some areas where you can stretch. So 
And also, networking doesn't necessarily have to occur on Zoom. It doesn't have to occur in the dusty hotel lobby where everybody's dressed in a Navy suit. It can occur with your existing network by sending a text, sending a social media message, simply connecting. And based on what type of networker you are, there are specific types of networking that work best for their personality. That is such good advice. I used to say when when business got slow, instead of worrying about going to a networking event and meeting a bunch of people and handing out my business cards, what I would do is simply pick up the phone and start calling my friends and just, hey, let's have coffee. What's going, what's going on in your business? Because even those reinforcements of your network, it was amazing the, the opportunities that would just come out of that. And just to expand on that, I really love that strategy. It's so great to reach out to your existing network. And when it comes to reaching out to your network, oftentimes people feel challenged with reaching out to somebody they haven't spoken to in a long time because they think, well, if I reach out to that person, what if they think I want something from them? However, these types of people are called dormant ties. And these dormant ties are people that you haven't spoken to in a really long time. I mean, like three years, five years. And what's really great about these dormant relationships is just because your relationship went dormant doesn't mean that their life, their career, their experience has gone dormant. So when you're able to tap back into those dormant ties, you are able to tap into a wealth of knowledge and tips and tools that you wouldn't normally have access to. So I encourage people that when you do reach out to people, reach out to those people that give you that feeling of, oh no, I haven't spoken to them in a long time. Because those people are going to be the most valuable people to whatever project or task you're working on. I love that idea of reactivating that part of your network. Rochelle, this has been awesome. These are great tips. I think that Anybody who's getting ready to start networking again is going to find some strategies here that will work for them. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you so much, Lorraine. It's been such a pleasure. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you want to learn more, there will be links to Rochelle's resource that we mentioned and her website in the show notes. So check it out. And... If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.